0: Hi.
1: Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
2: One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress.
3: Uh it's a it's a t-shirt.
2: Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com.
1: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices
3: To get started, visit plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss.
0: Hi, Cole here, creator and narrator of the Town Whispers. Before this episode, I'd just like to take a minute to thank some of our patrons: Gray Araya, Brandon Rapier, Snake Eyes, Hannah Moulton, Creepy is the best, and Paul S. The Forts Town Council truly thanks you all appreciates your support if you'd like to support the town whispers and join our community of patrons go to www.com forward slash the town whispers the town whispers is a narrative horror podcast that will tell the many stories hidden behind the rain the fog and the trees of a town called the fort events that take place in the fort are not suitable for all listeners discretion is advised. The Grand House sat atop the hill for many years, and for many years had watched the growth of the fort. To even call it a house would be disingenuous. It was a house in the way that people lived or had lived there. It had bedrooms and a kitchen. Oh, but it was so much more. From its vantage point... It had seen the scuttling of tiny townsfolk as they aimed to build a town worthy of the grand Gothic Renaissance mansion on its stony perch, looking down like an untouchable father figure with stern and unapproving eyes for windows. From the very start, the estate was mired in mystery. Not once were carpenters called to the hill to frame its face and hammer its nails, none from the fort proper at least. Not once were masons called to cut the stones of its foundations, not once were landscapers called to come and manicure its lawns to plant the trees to transform the barren hilltop into a garden of grandeur that it would eventually become. Piece by piece, the Pont mansion simply and seemingly grew straight from the rock beneath it for the LaPont family to inhabit, to take their rightful place above others, to guide, and lead the fort. Not in any conventional sense, though. Beyond, Alderman LePont never once had his children or their children after sought any administrative position. Their guidance was the guidance of influence and money, jobs, and progress. When it was completed, it was a marvel. Its decadence and comfort, a tribute not only to the good fortune of one family, but a shared vision of what could be and each chance for celebration that vision was shared when all townsfolk who resided in the fort were welcome to come partake in celebration, to wine and dine and forget the rough edges of the place they called home. Fascinating how a glimpse of gold can keep order and civility in place, how well-earned concerns and complaints could be forgotten with a little libation and jubilation. From that house on the hill, many LaPonts led the construction of the fort, As if only they could see where the foundation should be set. Only up there from their vantage point was it possible to see the grand design. And everyone listened. It was easier that way. Everyone was happier that way. The LaPonts were the current that opened and closed the valves that pushed and pulled the pumps that fed the fort, that kept it running smoothly, that kept people employed and industry growing. It was better that way, when they could entrust the LaPonts to be the sole caretakers of their good fortune. No one needed to know the ins and the outs of moving lumber out onto the Bedford Channel and then into the faster, more dangerous Fraser River. No one needed to know how to bring in coal and other fuels like kerosene when there would not be a railroad that would touch the town for near on a hundred years from when the LaPont mansion was first built. No one needed to peer into the innards of the machine. No one even asked for the schematics. And that was just fine by the LaPonts and just fine by the townsfolk. Life was simple. Life was good. Le Pont Lumber kept them employed and fed. Everyone was looked after, generation after generation. That is until Charles LePont disappeared. When Le Pont Lumber and the mills were passed along to Mark LePont, and everything went wrong. Mark simply didn't have whatever it was that made the Le special. He tried to stand next to his forefathers and live up to their legacy of industry. Mark tried to live up to the expectation of his stately mother and grandmother before her, but no matter how straight he stood, no matter how broad his stride, no matter how loud he spoke, how confident he was, and how hard he tried, he could do nothing but betray his family name and the legacy that had been built for over a hundred years. Mark LaPont ran the mills into the ground. LaPont lumber closed. Jobs were lost, and so too was any right a LaPont had to live in that house up on the hill. The LaPont mansion became a paradise lost. The fort became an unfulfilled promise of a better life. And that's when nature began to creep back in, when coyotes began to roam the streets at night. It was rumored they tempted children out into the woods, they looked like playful dogs, after all. They'd play with the children jumping about, tempting them deeper and deeper still, until that child would turn a corner to meet a pack of coyotes instead of just one. Children had gone missing for a period of time in the fort. It was plausible. There had been more than a handful too gone without a trace. But that was the dangers of living on the frontier of civilization. One of many dangers no one thought too much about it the tragedy of it losing one so young especially when there were so few townsfolk to begin with the fort had never been a bright and vibrant place filled with the sounds and colors of metropolitan living but after charles LePont, it felt like every home every store and everyone heaved one collective decades-long agonal wheeze as they began to die and decompose where they stood, the moss and the damp reclaiming them as the house on the hill remained dark and vacant. And so the house had sat empty since, or so they said. That's what they'd have you believe. But like all small towns, rumors began to fly from child to child, about what might live in the mansion on the hill. And just like that, what was once a beacon of hope of the future of progress became a derelict landmark, filled with the make-believe ghosts and ghouls of a town which already had its fair share of monsters.
3: Well, here we are. Now, this home was built by one of the founding members of our community and is a genuine landmark mired in history. It was first erected in the year-
0: I know all about it. Don't you worry. Oh,
3: I, <laughs> I wasn't aware you were from here.
0: Born and raised, and mile wise, you couldn't be back.
3: Well, then. You'll be pleased to know that the town council has been the steward of this property for a long time now, and (laughs) there are no living members of the family to which this property could be passed, so there will be no nasty, long-lost relatives knocking at your door. Things could get a little cantankerous that way, you know, when money or property is involved.
0: I'm well aware. I left shortly after the pond fire.
3: Well, yes, sir. Uh, such ancient history. How time flies. Now, if you would be so kind as to sign the final documentation, and I can give you a thorough tour of the property. Here's a pen, and you can sign right uh, there. First and last name, please. Ah, wonderful, wonderful. <clears throat> Now, let's see here, make sure everything is in order. Uh, huh. Yes. Yes. Good, good. I'm terribly sorry, sir. You'll need to sign both your given name as well as your family name for your signature for legal purposes for the records and such. I'll just... Give you back the pen. Uh huh. Okay. Let's see now. James James. Is that your given and surname?
0: Yes, that's right.
3: James
0: James.
3: (coughs) Well then. All right. Now it's been left for some time, so clearly there is work to be done, but a little dust and mold never hurt anyone, right? I've had the caretaker set out some traps in preparation, but it'll be a while before he'll be able to get a handle on the rodent infestation. But rest assured, he's a good man, an able man, and I know he'd welcome the work if you keep him on long term.
0: Oh, feels like home already. This episode was written, directed, and narrated by Cole Weavers, with sound production and editing by Matt Black. Our theme song is by the wonderful Charlie P.S. This episode featured Cole Weavers as James and the Steward. To find more information, or to join our Patreon for additional content and ad-free episodes, visit our website at thetownwhispers.com. Rate and review us online. Tweet us at The Town Whispers. Join us on Discord by clicking the link in the description below. Visit us on Facebook, or email us at thetownwhispers at pulpaudio.ca. The Town Whispers is a serialized horror podcast produced by Pulp Audio, distributed by Callum Doherty of the Rusty Quill Network. And licensed under Creative Commons Attribution Non Commercial Share Alike 4.0 International License.
1: I got the